this week on Erotic Awakening, punishment for the wrong reasons, compersion, and sexy hats. Ooh, nice. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters. Wallbat, who has been our supporter for 13 months now. Awesome. We enjoy creating and recording this podcast, and we hope you enjoy listening to them. When you become our Patreon, it gives us a chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but get access to special content like our dares. Head over to Erotic Awake. Our dares? Yeah. Are you wearing pants? I'm not. We'll explain that in a moment. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at the options. And regardless, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening, right? Yeah. Don, do you remember <laughs> when I used to do our intro? Yeah. In weird and silly voices. Oh I my mean, god! I did that for like eight months or that something. That was so long ago. You are so good with accents. And here I am wearing the cowboy hat today, which you it's guys an, can't see, but it's a very nice hat. It's, it's actually an Australian, Australian hat. Australian leather cowboy yes. hat. And yes. I, I bet it's going to look quite good with my monk robes, as a matter of fact. Ooh, I bet so. Uh, <laughs> as long as my teacher doesn't see me, because it may not be appropriate wear oh. for monks. I don't know. Oh, well, hi, Ben. Not... Oh, I know. Did we not do that yet? <laughs> not do that, but but. What what were you gonna say about the robes? I, I don't know off. if I don't know if it's appropriate to wear Australian outback hats with your monk robes. With your Vietnamese Zen yes. robes. <laughs> Unless perhaps if you're in Australia, then it'd be appropriate. Although I will say, as our podcast listeners that are watching on the YouTube can see, I am indeed a bald man. Yes. I've shaved my head. And I tell you, getting sunburned on your head sucks bad. So I'm going to keep wearing them hats. Nice. Not that I get much sunburn here in the old podcast studio. Or in Ohio. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> With the snow. Sure is cold in this office, isn't it? It's very cold in this office. Thank you. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but before we get into that, Dawn, I have a question of the day for you. Okay. What do you do when you receive a punishment that you feel is unjustified? Is it something that you try to take with a positive attitude? Or does it make you angry? Um, so there you go question and that was actually given to us a little while back we had a question of the day contest sort of thing so that was from one of our listeners um so so for context for those that are listening and saying oh i'm just curious about the polyamory what's this punishment stuff Ah, uh in empowering some styles of relationships power power exchange relationships there's an agreed upon you will act in a certain way and i will hold you accountable for acting in a certain way Mm -hmm. And if you do not act in a certain way, then I'm supposed to respond appropriately, which may include uh, what is deemed, what is called in the power exchange world as punishment. Punishment, absolutely. Yep. So, and we discussed this. This is consensual. You know, I've signed a contract. I put on there that I want to be held accountable, and you know, so you've got permission to punish me and all this type of stuff. So, and that's the way it, it <clears throat> works in a lot of power exchange relationships. Yeah. And it's been going that way for us for 18 years. Uh, before you answer the question, mm-hmm. we have a quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 3D moment for our YouTube listeners. Are you going to get your... <laughs> nice. Did you reach out there and, and get you my should pour it in pop. your booby mug. I got pins in my booby mug, oh, and I don't yeah. want to drink out of the tip. That would be weird. <laughs> Even by my standards. <laughs> that one's weird. So so what happens if... And this has happened before. <laughs> or when. Or when, I was going to say. Because this, this has happened before. In that, um, I mean, I expect to be punished if... I do something that is out of line, mm-hmm. right? So, and 
Dan doesn't punish me for little things, right? So, I mean, uh, if you ever, um, if you've read our book, Living MS, he talks about uh, different levels of punishment. Mm -hmm. So, um, so punishment is usually something really big. And I have been put on my knees and punished before for something I either did or didn't do that you expected me to do the opposite. Right. So if I did do it, you thought well, you no, no, even not to do it. To be more clear, right. I communicated to do A and you did A. Right. But I remember communicating B. B, so I punished you for doing A when it's what I told you to do. Right. This is what we found out later. Right, right. So, and um, what do I do? I take the punishment. For me personally, I take the punishment because when you're in punishment mode, it is very serious. I'm not going to um, interrupt you as a peer or anything like that, right? So I, I will take the punishment. When the punishment is over, then it's with all due respect, sir. What I remember is this is what you told me to mm -hmm. do. Yep. And you're the type of master that will look at it and go, at least in this situation, looked at it and went, huh? Oh, crap. I think that is what I told you to do, yep. right? So, and you apologize. So, and that's the way it's worked out in our situation so far. That's only happened a couple of times when the so, punishment has not been warranted. So did you not feel a resentment or an anger or uh, who does he think he is sort of thing? At the time, what I felt was, did I remember wrong? Mm -hmm. Did I really not do what it is that he wanted me to do. And then I beat myself up. So, but so when I expressed it later, you know, it was, it was like, so with all due respect, I think this is what I remember. And we worked it out together and communicated. Yeah. Right. So is there times that I have felt angry or resentful? Yeah. If it's done in front of other people, mm -hmm. then that's what I get because I'm being punished for something that I really haven't done. But have you but ever gotten angry? Ego. Have you ever gotten angry when you feel the punishment is unjustified? But I'm like, it's not because of a miscommunication, right? Like, let's say, for example, I came home oh, from dinner. I didn't think of one. And <laughs> did you? Candy now. Sorry, but go that ahead. There were, I thought, no, no, this is worthy of punishment. And you thought, no, no, it's not. Sometimes that happens at high protocol dinners. Like the very first few that we. But I'm going to say that high protocol dinner is a separate entity onto itself, which is why I hesitate a little bit. Yeah. But but that has been an instance where we are on super high protocol, and I'm kitchen bitch. I'm not the one the one in charge of the kitchen and making the food and making sure everything gets out there. We we call it kitchen bitch with pride. Um, but that's tough titty. It is, but when someone else messes up, okay, so this this is to me feels like an unjustified punishment. When someone else messes up, uh-huh, and then I have to pay the price. Okay. So yes, that is part of the event. Yes, I know it's going to happen. Doesn't make it any easier sometimes, sure. but I think I'm more angry at the person that got me in trouble. So but what do you do? So what do you do with that? So what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Oh, that's where my mantra comes in, man. That now we're talking tools. So you know, I I have a mantra that that I am. Well, I guess I do have a mantra. I have one with Polly, and then I have one with Power Exchange, mm -hmm. and that this is what I signed up for. This is what I agreed to. Mm -hmm. This is a moment of growth. Mm -hmm. 
So, and that's how I have to take it. And of course, I'm looking at it from here, like over 18 years, right? right? So some things that happened at the beginning, I took really hard, right? But it was more about beating myself up than beating you up. And I'm trying to think, there's got to have been moments where I've been resentful. Sure, sure. I mean, after over 18 years, there's got to be moments. I'm not a perfect slave. I'm not a perfect human being that understands the everything behind everything. So there's got to have yeah. been moments where I've been resentful and, and angry, but I can't pull one up. The opportunity for the slave here is to, part of being a slave, part of the practice of slavery is releasing your ego, mm -hmm. turning it over to somebody else. So this is just as you said. It's an opportunity for growth. It's it's a practice. It's an opportunity to practice egoless. So practice to say, I've made a decision to turn my uh, life or my yeah power over to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an interesting practice for a master as well. To if you feel that you know, I said get that can out of there and that can's still there. And you think to yourself, well, I'm a good slave. I know you're going to want this can. So I left it there to serve you. Right. Um, it is a good, the, the practice for the master is to say, no, you know what? This is what I want. I want this to happen. End of story. Put a period on it. At right. That point. You know, we talk about sometimes that it is a master's right and responsibility to just say, shut the fuck up, slave. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I want your feedback. I want directions. I want your input. I respect your intelligence and sometimes shut the fuck up slave. It's my turn to talk. It's my turn to lead. Even if I fuck up. Mm -hmm. And that's very true, you know, and that's how you build your confidence. Absolutely. Right. That's how I build confidence that you are confident about being in control. Right. And then I'm not going to have to step up and fix things all the time and, you know, things like that. So I need you to be able to do that. And for that to happen, that means sometimes you're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to take that punishment. And that's just the way it is, right? And a great master, not a good master, a great master takes that time to look in the mirror and say, am I leading? Am I a leader? Am I a master? Or am I being a dick? Mm -hmm. Or am I being my own ego got in the way and I'm not willing to admit that I'm wrong? Right. See, and I needed you the, the, the one time that I can remember. And I can't even remember the specifics of it anymore. I remember the energy around it. And it was that A-B situation that you, you mentioned before, mm -hmm. right? So I build my trust in you when you look at that and you listen to what I'm saying and you understand I'm not trying to step on you or put right. you on the defensive. Right. And you listen to me and you hear me say, I think I remember it differently. Right. Right. And to listen to that. So, But again, that builds my trust in you. As a master, I almost would say it is there's there's I will say there's a positive. That's the positive to all this. Right. If you have a long term power exchange relationship, you need situations where, you know, the master does fuck up mm -hmm. and recovers from it. That's like you said, how you build trust. Right. Right. So, indeed. Well, I liked that question. And did you? I what did. do you think about that question? Oh, podcast listener, you can head over to our Facebook page. Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word. And share your thoughts. So I will try to post that as soon as this is this podcast is posted. Which won't be long now. <laughs> Our random Erotic Awakening Instagram follower of the day is Lilith Gold Rose. Nice. Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day at Erotic Awakening. 
I did, oh, I wish I was better at Instagram because I sent those pictures of what I've been doing with my time recently. Besides driving in the snow to get up to Detroit, <laughs> I loved the service intensive. The uh, the BOE, the Board of Education up in Detroit, decided to um, uh, copy the service intensive that I do here in Columbus and had me come up and present the first class, which was awesome and excellent. Mm -hmm. So, but um, I sent you pictures of how else I'm spending my time. Did you happen to think to post those? I did not happen to think. To I'll post have those. to do that later because I think they're on my phone. Or so. did they get posted? I'm I not don't know. Sure. I, I know I sent them to you, but and I, I don't think I posted them. So I have to remember well, to post it. So I send them to Dan and then I forget to put them on Instagram to share them with you guys. So, but what I've been doing with my time lately is very colorful. And uh after one of those pictures, I was sneezing blue. So and it looked like I'd killed Papa Smurf because my hands were You're blue. all blue, yeah. <laughs> I was all blue. So but uh, we'll post the pictures later and you see what I'm talking about. You're not going to tell people now. I'm going to make them wait for the I'm pictures. I'm going to make them wait okay. for the pictures. All right. <laughs> so, Dawn, um, you're sitting here currently uh, naked from Half the waist naked, down. naked, yes. And the reason for that is due to our sexy dares. Mm. If you are a Patreon uh, listener... Uh, on our Patreon only podcast feed, we did sexy, I'm sexy dares. Half naked because of the dare. On the Absolutely, paper, yes. So. But uh, now we are going to do the sexy truth. Obviously, it's the bottom half because see my tentacles. Oh, see my tentacle. Oh, can you see my tentacle shirt? Woohoo! She's talking to the YouTube watchers, <laughs> oh, not the audio. Listeners. Sorry. <laughs> and we, you know, we're not trying I like to do being on video. I'm well aware <laughs> of that. Doesn't matter. But, you know, right? If we were doing a porno right now, I probably wouldn't be wearing. A cowboy hat. No. Or maybe I would. Maybe you would. So I could be a reverse cowgirl with a tentacle shirt. Maybe I'll wear your cowboy hat. <laughs> By the end of the episode of porn, who knows? No, probably just be me napping at uh, the end. Anyway. I was watching. Oh, my gosh. So today I was watching. What is that show that's uh, with a lemony snicket? And um, Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. The... Oh, something, something of unfortunate events or whatever it is. I forget what it's called. But anyway, today they had a tentacle submarine <laughs> and the villainess is wearing a tentacle dress. Very that nice tentacle dress. Amazing. It's a purple tentacle dress. Mm -hmm. I, I, I went to write him and ask him how I can get that dress. Not that it would fit. That would probably be, <laughs> I, I would guess uh, at this point in his career yeah. between, um, Whatever the doctor show was, young doctor show. Uh, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. And then um, the way I met your mother. Yeah, how I, I met your mother. I don't really watch much TV, so I screwed the name of that up. <laughs> and of course, the fantastic uh, Captain Hammer. Oh my God. Yes, yes. Uh, um, sing along blog. Uh, Dr. Horrible sing along blog. Sing along blog. That Neil Patrick Harris gets a lot of mail. fan mail. I bet, I bet you that would be the first, hey, Neil, actually, I don't want to talk to you. I just want that dress I somebody else is wearing. I bet you he's got a Twitter or an Instagram or yeah, something. I'm sure he does. So, yeah, he might answer. He's way more famous. He could be. He could be one of our uh, Patreon supporters for all we know. Using, oh, could be. Could I kind of doubt it. Anyway. Awesome. I want that dress. <laughs> I want, I I want a version that. of that dress. All right. I'm grabbing the sexy truth questions okay. and i'm gonna pull my ouch don't bit me out don't let it bite you all right i'm gonna say that's my job that i can't do that with it. i'm not allowed no <laughs> hmm. 
Interesting. Are you asking? So you're asking me yes. that one, right? Okay. Yes. All right. I'm not going to look at mine yet. Okay. I'm going to ask you your, this question then. Dawn. Yes. If you could have one sexual superpower, what would it be? Multiple orgasms. Yeah. I'm getting better, but I would like to be even better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting there. Okay. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. So cool. And, but it's really kind of cool because I never thought I would. Right. That was one of those that I actually was starting to resent people that could have multiple orgasms because I really was for a long time. And and I was going to say I was fine with this, but I'm not because I was getting resentful of people that were multi-orgasmic. But I, I consider myself a one and done person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would have to explain that to people. I'm a one and done. If you get me to where I've had my one, I'm usually done. Mm -hmm. So try not to get me there. Right. Let's do foreplay. That's my favorite thing. So. Yay. Anyway. Okay. Wait. Do you want a sexual superpower? It would be um, enhanced orgasm control. Oh, I was going to say multiple orgasm, yeah. but um, it's actually kind of painful the second time. Is it? That's why yeah. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but no, just, you know, like I'm going to come when I decide to come every single time. Sometimes I'm pretty good with it. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> I but that's you. part of the fun of it. I find it, yeah. See, I find it hot. And I, I try to explain this to, to guys. I find it hot if there's a lack of control. <laughs> if things but I really can't think so of hot. any other superpower. Oh, maybe if I could do, and boy, if you're really um, of a certain age, you might remember this. If I could do my hand so that it would spin where my wrist is, like the robot from the movie, Heavy Metal. So oh, yeah. you go like that and his whole wrist would spin and so his oh. hand was <laughs> Friction. There'd be smoke coming from the vagina. <laughs> that may not be good. What's my question? That would be awesome. Okay. Oh, hmm. I'm kind of curious about this one. Okay. What's the least amount of time that's passed between you having sex with two different people? The least amount of time. All right. It's going to be under 24 hours. Yeah. Um, and we're going to assume it's not like because there's somebody else laying there. So like seven seconds. Right. Which has happened before. Right. But this is separate. Separate. Situations I think, it, I think it's. Yeah. So not a threesome. But right. I'm going to say four hours and I can't say that I recall a specific situation. I do recall there being a point in my life where I had, oh wait, that wasn't me. That was one of my partners. <laughs> Damn it. How can you mix yourself up with one of your partners? Because it was funny when I said it, but it wasn't. <laughs> I, I absolutely, I'm going to guess that it's four hours. I know that there's been situations where I've had um, the intimate relations with two people the same day. I, I can't put my finger on the, yeah. the specifics, though. Yeah, no, I get that. It's funny because I can remember very clearly the situation with the partner. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. I will tell you that story later. It doesn't involve... Uh, there's an anonymity level for this particular um, partner that we'll have to... No problem. No problem. Do, do you want to know my answer? Yes. You should know my answer. I should know your answer. Yeah, it's, it's less than four hours. When I've gone out on a date. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then come home and whisper. Yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah. 
All I gotta do is come home and whisper in your ear. And you're, yes. You're not lying. So is that called hot wife? I want to look that up. Well, I don't know. So I actually want to look that up. And I was thinking about that. I was reading um, on the compersion board on FET just like an hour ago where someone was talking about how they were feeling guilt over being a hot wife. And then uh, Kevin and Katie, we were having a conversation with them probably two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about one of his psychology classes and how what they're teaching in that psychology class, it's, um, shoot, it'll come to me in about a half an hour, mm -hmm. but um, a type of psychology class that he's taken. And he's like, what you're teaching me doesn't make any sense because that goes against everything about the hot wife fetish mm -hmm. so or cuckolding fetish or things like that so i'm gonna have to look up hot yes. wife i'm actually gonna write that down coming soon to an episode near you i think i want to be a hot wife <laughs> <laughs> don did you know the hot wife podcast is very erotic awakening <laughs> no can't be take a moment to support the podcast read us on google play stitcher or wherever you listen or just tell your friends. So rip through these tentacle links real quick and we will get into our topic. Indeed. So some of these are from, remember we skipped two weeks because of the holidays. Mm -hmm. So some of these are from over the two weeks that we didn't mention last week. So we have Harry with the Cthulhu costume. Mm -hmm. And then this one was really cool. So Emily with the Reddit link to a tentacle prosthetic arm. That should be my, my sexual superpower. The tentacles to turn my arm into a tentacle arm. Yes, that was awesome. Because <laughs> that would be all the way a very limited end. audience of people that would dig that, but man, would they dig that? <laughs> that is for sure. So, and then we had um, oh, Daryl with tentacles in a box. Mm -hmm. So, you said you, oh, that, that was cool. Hot. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty cool. That one was kind of that was hot. Yeah, <laughs> and then Void George, welcome back, Void George. We haven't heard from you in a while. Um, sent a really cool green tentacle chandelier via Instagram, mm -hmm. which I happened, which I would totally do about because you don't Instagram properly. I know I need to get better at that. And then Lexi sent me a link to um, octopus hair accessories. So it almost looks steampunky, and they are like made with wig hair in different colors, mm -hmm. and it literally looks like an octopus that sits on your head with curly ringlet hair Neat. that comes down. So it's very steampunky looking. It, it's 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 kind of neat. I haven't seen that one yet. That's no fair. But you haven't seen yet uh, one more that came in, and I believe it was JJ that sent this in. Um, a the tentacle shoes, the octopus shoes. It's a shoe that's about oh. that tall with octopus climbing yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That so. one just came in the old uh, email as well. Awesome. So, Don, we're going to get into our topic in just a moment. Uh, first, we have to tell you that this weekend coming up. <laughs> Are you cold? cold? You can put your pants back on if you want. No, because then I lose my dare. You do. <laughs> uh, we have a formal BDSM event coming up on the 19th here in Columbus, Ohio. And then uh, staying in Columbus, Ohio, you and I will be at Winter Wickedness in the first weekend of February. If you're a well, podcast yes. listener coming out to uh, enjoy either of those events, please Find us and say hi. Absolutely. So, and Winter Wickedness is one of our favorite events. We do have a couple of favorites across the country, and this is one of them. So. And if you're thinking, wow, I don't live on your stupid East Coast, too bad, because we're staying on the East Coast and going to Pennsylvania. But then it's Atlanta, Arizona, Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, and Illinois. So the travel, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. How'd that happen? 
I know. And we were and, out and of things for a while. We're actually going to vacation for a weekend. Vacation, oh. well, in uh, Washington State, too. So we are going to be on the West Coast. Yep. You'll be busy. I'll be free. You'll be meditating. We should probably um, things out. <laughs> reach out to some of those um, groups out there in that yeah. area and see if we can. Is it Seattle that we're going to outside of Seattle? Uh, I think so. I okay. think so. All right. I guess we'll look into that. Out there. I'll, I'll, I'll contact some people. Well, you know. I will. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Dawn, are you, your skin is cold. I told you. <laughs> Our topic of the day is simply, how does one find compersion slash is jealousy equal to love? <laughs> so the point being, I think, of all that is, no, jealousy does not equal love. Exactly. So, But there's nothing wrong with jealousy. Jealousy is simply an emotion. It's what you do with it that counts. Absolutely. But, so part two of this, and the part that I want to get is how does one find compersion? And you and I just finished writing a book called The Polyamory Toolkit. We did. And one of the chapters in there is about how to develop and how to cultivate compersion. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that comes to my mind as we think about that is to recognize, just like we just said, is that jealousy is not a bad thing. First off, um, just to define compersion, if you're not familiar with the word, the idea of finding joy in another partner's joy. I always right. suggest it as if you went off shoe shopping with Sheba, who loves shoe shopping, mm -hmm. and you came back and you had great shoes and you're so happy and you had a wonderful time with Sheba and you said, look at these wonderful shoes that I have. I wouldn't feel bad about that. I'd feel joy. I would share that joy with you. Mm -hmm. I don't care about it. Right. But I would, because you're happy, I'm happy. Good enough. It just becomes a little more challenging when sex and love is involved. Absolutely. But compersion is that same idea that if you went off mm -hmm. with somebody and you had a great time and it was a romantic connection that I can still feel that joy simply because you are enjoying it because you're happy. So that's what compersion is. It's sharing a partner's joy. And it's much easier for some people than others. So, but I know at least for me, it's a goal. And sometimes mm -hmm. I have to use those tools, right? So, so for me, what I like to do when I'm trying to cultivate compersion is first off to start off when I am in my little happy place, when things are balanced and things are nice and calm and the ideal of polyamory sounds great and I want to be polyamorous and I want to, you know, I want that to be who I am uh -huh. is to take a look at that and say, this is, you know, to recognize and sit with that moment of being in a good place with it. So ah, this is what I'm striving for. This is what I want to get out of this. This is where I want to be. Um, so just having that goal to come back to when things get funky, yeah, you know, for me that that's that. Um, for me, that's kind of an anchor as I start to get a little weirded out because of whatever's happening. To say, oh wait, wait, who am I want to be? Who what am I striving to be? Who is this person I'm striving to be? And then part of it for compersion is this idea of fake it till you make it, mm -hmm. right? Even when I don't necessarily feel, even when the compersion isn't something that's deep inside me. I start off by practicing generosity and graciousness. And that will allow me to fake compersion until I can I can make it real for myself. Right, because it's a goal, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's the whole reason of faking it till you make it. And I've done the same thing. And then um, Big D actually gave me uh, some words of wisdom. And I don't even know if he realizes how much this has, has helped me out in that um, I told him, I said, you know, 
you start dating someone else, I might get a little jealous, right? I don't know that I'll be able to help it. It's okay. I'll work on my tools, you know, and even he says that jealousy is a tool, you know, I mean, something's needs to be looked at, take a look at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but he said, why would you get jealous? We're poly. This is what we do. And sometimes that'll go through my head now, you know, if, if you start talking to somebody else or whatever, and then I start getting that little, uh Oh, you know, mm -hmm. then um, it's like, Oh, wait, wait, we're poly. This is what we do. Right. So yeah. And, and it just helps. Mm -hmm. so, One of the things that's helped me a lot is that it is a practice Com to think of compersion, not as mm -hmm. I'm either feeling compersion or I'm not, I'm either doing polyamory, right or I'm not because I can't feel compersion to say compersion is a practice. It is something like playing guitar. You don't just pick up. Most people, <laughs> most people. don't just pick up a guitar. That reminds me of uh, LR who I would say most people can't just walk into a, a belly dance studio and become more proficient. I was thinking the same yes. thing. So Some same people person. can do that. So, yes. so for most of us, compersion is a practice. It is something that we are going to practice over and over again. And it becomes easier and easier to become, just part of who you are. Um, so to recognize that for myself, it's a practice. I don't have to be a master of compersion right off the bat. I want to get to the spot where I feel a little bit of compersion, a little bit of compersion, and then to share that with your partner to say, you know what? I was um, when you went off to try the new, you went off to see the new Superman movie with Big D instead of me. I was feeling I really wouldn't feel jealous about that at all. You wouldn't care. No, right. Um, but to say, you know what, as time went by, I realized you how much you enjoyed that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm feeling better about it. And to say, look, here's a little victories as, as well as we go. So, and to try to remember that compersion, like love can also be a verb, not just an emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be an action. Yeah. And, um, and that we can also help our partners with compersion. So if I was going to go to a movie and I thought you cared about Superman, you know, I was like, God, we talk about so many of these tools in the book. It's not even funny. I, we just wrote all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, we talked about this. Oh, we mm -hmm, talked about mm -hmm. this. But as a partner, I also try to manage surprises. Right. So, you know, I would go to you and say, by the way, we're going to go see this movie thing, you know, instead of coming home later and saying, oh, we saw, you know, just try to give a heads up and, and manage surprises. But I also found that by using compersion as a verb, as an action, mm -hmm. sometimes acting on that action, acting as if mm -hmm. can lead to the emotion. Nice. Yeah. Kind so, of drag your heart along. Yeah. So, but acting as if. Right. And that, boy, we didn't talk about that. Damn it. New chapter. Oh, just kidding. No, no, <laughs> no. Second book. No, it should be coming back from the editor tonight. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be done. Um, but you're right. Yeah. Acting as if. Yeah. And sometimes that can be hard. So I, I have met a few people where compersion is very easy for them. I also figured out that compersion is easier when you're confident in yourself. And I was going to say confident in your relationship, but not everybody is coming at this from a being a couple that yeah, goes yeah. out and bees poly. You know, there's a lot of uh, solo poly people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I guess the confidence, I have confidence in me and you, but I guess it also stems from having confidence in myself. Absolutely. And therefore, I'm not concentrating on scarcity of love. Yeah. I have everything I need right here. And I've really, I totally agree. And it starts there that, that, that 
that sense of self, that sense of confidence in self that, mm-hmm. you know, what is that? That jealousy is just fear that I'm going to lose something, right? Yeah. So you get let go of that fear that makes room for joy. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, that's another chapter. Make room that's for joy. That's another chapter. Make room no. for joy. We have that's 26 like fucking tools in this book already. <laughs> We're not adding anything else. So awesome. So there you so, go. Yeah. So that's, you know, just our, our little ramblings over compersion and jealousy and yeah. And it's all worked out. So far, so good. So far, so good with a lot of stumbles along the way, which is how we remember these tools. <laughs> we have to pull them out every now and then. <laughs> well, I'm going to take my hat off and you can put your pants on. Oh, yay. I can pull my pants on. Woohoo! I'm literally pulling my pants on. It is cold in here. <laughs> Bye.